Hello everyone and welcome back to Air Magique. Yes, today Neil's from Capturing Disney Parks, you know from his amazing Instagram, Twitter, and website, and I are going to chat all about the things we are most looking forward to once the parks reopen. Niels, as always, it's great to have you back on the show. How have you been doing? <laughs> Hi Eric, uh, great to be back. I'm doing good. I'm pretty used to the whole self-isolation situation by now and <laughs> enjoying the fact actually that I save a lot of time commuting and spend more time uh, with my family. That's the upside. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, I especially miss uh, the Disney parks, of course. Yeah. Happy to talk Disney with you uh, in these uh, corona times. Keeping the magic alive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. I've been immersing myself in Disney Plus, watching the Imagineering story. I just watched episode... Oh yeah, that's great. Yes, yes. I just watched episode seven, which was mostly about like Shanghai Disneyland. And it had some of the mm -hmm. most fantastic B-roll of the animatronics that they're still building for the new the beauty and the beast beauty and the beast yeah, yes for Disneyland. yeah so and that beast animatronic is massive and there's this one scene where you see him like as if he's walking from a to b but i guess you can only see the top half maybe he's like walking behind a wall yeah. or something so that's all they constructed just the top <laughs> half of this massive animatronic and the bottom half is like this track pulley system so the the whole thing can move from one point of the room to the other so was, i'm i'm fascinated yeah that's I'm awesome fascinating. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and you even <laughs> celebrated your birthday uh, with uh, limitations right yeah oh my gosh <laughs> Maybe some Disney touches? None, or? actually. None? <laughs> Unless you oh, come wow. watching Disney Plus, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Disney Plus is really important yeah, these days. Just like yeah. um, little video calls with everybody individually. So yeah. I was very busy that day. Video calls uh, work really well. Uh, and uh, yes. I'm, I'm happy that we have the possibility uh, uh, to do that these days. Yeah, thank God it's 2020. Because could you imagine this happened in the 90s? What a yeah, communication exactly. nightmare. I mean, I, I guess at least we would have had telephones. But still, yeah, this is true. Weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I also did a virtual tour through Disneyland Paris uh, for my colleagues uh, during Ooh. our last uh, virtual drink. That was a lot of fun, but uh, yeah, that was also possible because of uh, the video conferencing uh, possibility. So we could see each other and I was so able cool. to share my uh, computer screen. And I actually used a couple of uh, YouTube videos of people that uh, <laughs> filmed the whole parks uh, without uh, annoying <laughs> talks and... Uh, going in all the attractions, but uh, it was a good way to do my own voiceover and talk about all the details uh, uh, about uh, the, the numbers on the buildings. Uh, Did it get your colleagues really excited to go someday? I think they were surprised on the amount of details that are there and um, that it's not just a theme park for some fun attractions, but it's definitely a completely different type of uh, well, amusement park so uh, I, I i hope uh, <laughs> they learned something and maybe uh, some will consider uh, going uh, when the parks uh, reopen yeah totally yeah people in my office when they found out i was like a super huge disneyland paris fan were always like kind of like they just didn't understand they're like but eric you're a designer you know what do you care about some amusement park you have such <laughs> sophisticated taste this and that i'm like no you don't understand if you've never been to the parks it yeah. is so sophisticated it is and all keep about your eyes open for all yes. those beautiful details and yeah it's all about design everything's been designed from the ground up it's gorgeous it's immersive but like once you start explaining it to folks they do mm -hmm. understand because i think most people have this like 
notion that all amusement parks are the same when at the end yeah. of the day Disney isn't with really an amusement park. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And especially at Disney with Mickey and Donald. And, uh, yeah, totally. That's the only thing they think about. Definitely. And they don't really know that there's a difference between an amusement park and a theme park. And Disney is hmm. definitely a theme park. And they're the caviar of theme parks. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts in my free time now. And I learned about this thing called Adventures by Disney, which I didn't yeah. have on my radar at all. Did you know about this, Niels? Yeah, they offer all kinds of nice adventures through, well, Europe, Africa. They have a lot of different destinations. So they provide yeah. like group guided family and adults only vacations to like so many international destinations. Yeah. In a time where traveling is nigh impossible, my travel bug is kicking in, of course. And I've been like <laughs> filling the void by listening to other folks talk about their experiences. And I'm loving it. It's definitely a high-end travel segment. So yeah. I was checking one thing, like they did this 11-day Japan excursion, mm -hmm. which starts at 11,500 US dollars per person. So wow, yeah, yeah, it's not budget-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> On the upside, they said all the best hotels. It includes most meals, transportations, tickets, uh, the travel mm -hmm. guide. And they make sure that you get Disney service. But yes, yes. It's not um, like theme park <laughs> travels no <laughs> but, no uh, not at all. Uh, yeah but but i guess you get that well extra touch of disney magic totally and, uh, in, in terms of service yeah. it's like a worry-free kind of experience which i felt really intrigued yeah. if you're going somewhere that's super exotic and you don't really don't know where to start this is a really mm -hmm. nice option yeah, you don't have to think about anything they yeah. will make sure that uh, you get from a to b you get the nice food get to see the nice things totally. and, uh, yeah yeah what basically yeah. what I've been doing is stalking their itineraries. I've been clicking through the website and seeing <laughs> each destination they're visiting. And I've been Googling it. So I'm giving myself a free virtual Adventures by Disney travel yeah. experience. Oh, good idea. <laughs> what are you going to do now? You can't leave. That's the best you can get these yeah, days. Yeah, that's the best yeah. you can get. Yeah, I think I heard a, a podcast. With, uh, I think it was... WDW Radio with Lou Moncello. I'm yes, sure I was listening to that. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did the whole uh, Japan trip. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. That was a, well, very extensive uh, podcast, but uh, interesting to hear. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, I was listening through it and I was loving every moment of it because it's just, uh, I've been to Japan without Adventure by Disney and we had mm -hmm. a fantastic time doing everything ourselves. But at the same time, listening to them they did some things that we didn't do on our last trip so i was kind of like living through them vicariously and then of course they did they didn't do some things that we got to do sure, because you yeah. know we got to make our own itinerary so it's always like a give and take i guess mm -hmm. you can't have everything in life right yeah so, true yeah. but it's really cool so even though the parks are closed we've got some park news Niels. <laughs> yes <laughs> not much but there's some Very news true. so the brand new Disney Junior Dream Factory should have previewed this past weekend the new show at Studio D, formerly Disney Junior Life on Stage, stars Mickey and Minnie, who need our help to keep the Dream Factory running. <laughs> Looking at the concept art, it looks like it's going to be a super cute, steampunk-inspired bonanza. It looks like so much fun, and I wish I could have stalked somebody's YouTube to see it or go see it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be great, yeah. Yeah, but that looks definitely much better than uh, the Disney Junior Life uh, show, which is definitely. quite 
outdated uh, now. Yeah. So it's good that they uh, are replacing it now. Yeah, I love that we're getting new shows at Disneyland Paris. Last year with The Lion King. This year with the new yeah. Disney Junior stage show. And they keep updating Mickey and the Magician. So it's fantastic. Yeah. And the Frozen uh, show in uh, yeah, Art of Animation. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's good uh, to see some new things uh, coming. And especially in the in the studio's park. It's, uh, it's really needed to <laughs> upgrade the whole park. Most definitely, yeah. The studios is getting a lot of love at the moment. It's, of course, taking time, but it's progressing. And I really hope that they stick to that two billion uh, (laughs) investment. (laughs) Now, uh, yeah, these difficult times, uh, difficult financial times uh, are there. So uh, yeah, yeah. let's see uh, (laughs) what the future will bring. Oh my gosh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed so hard. Me too. Well, they already got all the construction stuff approved. So I guess that's a good thing. And they've already been um, doing a lot of surface work in the back for Mm -hmm. the new lake and the frozen land. So I think... At the very least, those are likely not to get pulled. But yeah, we'll see no. what the future brings. No, I think uh, Star Wars Land uh, will be pulled uh, well earlier than, uh, <laughs> than Frozen or Marvel. Because Marvel is already being built. Yes. And, and, and Frozen will be the view um, from the lake. Uh, maybe even from Studio One uh, when you exit it. Yeah. And I guess with the huge uh, <laughs> commercial success of uh, Frozen and Frozen 2, that's uh, yeah, a smart family section uh, to to add to the studio. So uh, Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. But I really, really hope that we get Star Wars Land 2. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I hope we get everything and more than they've announced. Yeah. My heart was breaking because we were supposed to be in Disneyland Paris this past week and my <laughs> it was still in my calendar like get up for your flight to Paris. This is your day at the park. <laughs> We're going to visit with my husband's parents. I should be at Disneyland yeah, Paris today. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, uh, uh, I should be there right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, as, as usually, uh, we celebrate King's Day, which is tomorrow here in the Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and my wedding anniversary, which was yesterday. Uh, Congratulations. We, we always try to, thank you. <laughs> we always try to celebrate that uh, in uh, Disneyland Paris and we're not really into King's Day. So <laughs> for us, it's a good excuse to uh, to go to Disney and uh, have a long weekend. But uh, yeah. Is King's Day, what is that holiday about in the Netherlands, Niels? Uh, we're celebrating the, the birthday of the king. So ah, it's, okay. uh, right. it's, it's a national holiday. It used to be Queen's Day, which was on April 30. Mm-hmm. You know, it's King's Day on April 27th. It's, it's pretty similar as uh, as Queen's Day. It's it's just a day that uh, <laughs> people are selling stuff uh, <laughs> on the markets, uh, a lot of festivals, oh, uh, nice. uh, old uh, family games are being played outside. And uh, yeah, do they update the holiday every time you guys get a new king? Or um, yes, they. Oh, okay. It, yeah. It's dynamic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think the, the previous Queen's Day on April 30, it, that was not the actual birthday of our queen, but I think that was the birthday of her mother. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, she said, well, let's keep uh, keep the 30th as uh, well. Out of respect for her mom. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. Okay, yeah. So besides good diplomatic missions, they are very good yeah. for holidays. <laughs> exactly. Is nice. <laughs> this is a bit of a shocker. Center Parks has announced plans to reopen all of their French resorts on May 12th, which would include villages Nature. What do you think about this, Niels? It's crazy, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, especially with the really strict lockdown uh, that they have in France at the moment. So uh, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, is anybody even going to show up yeah i'm not like, sure yeah 
well, at this moment, I don't think it's a good idea to <laughs> to, do, to go to a huge swimming pool and be there with, no. let's say, a thousand or maybe a, a thousands of people uh, at the same time. But on the other hand, uh, if you just um, rent a cottage and, and, well, want to be away from home and be in your cottage, make a little uh, walk through the woods true, and prepare your own meal, then uh, I guess that's fine. It's not really worth the money, right? <laughs> if you go to a village the tour, then you want to go to that swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. The water park have that whole experience yeah. there. Yeah, I'm. I have very mixed feelings about it. On the one hand, I'd love for everything to open back up immediately. Of course, mm-hmm. I would. But on the other hand, you know, the, the coronavirus is something that we need to take very seriously, yeah. and it's very dangerous for a lot of people. True. So yeah. I, on that hand, I would say keep everything closed for a while longer and. Yeah, see see what happens because okay, so Disneyland Paris is closed. That's one less option. And yep. then if Village Nature opens up and they keep the pools closed as well for safety reasons to avoid large gatherings. Yeah, or the restaurants or mm. yeah. But- so one story I forgot to mention on our last show and really wanted to tell you guys about is while Disneyland Paris hotels and restaurants closed their doors on Saturday, March 14th, the park management decided to donate the stored surplus food to national and local charities so that's really awesome two thumbs up Disneyland Paris don't let any of that good stuff go to waste (laughs) so yeah I love it yeah that's great that they do that yeah most definitely so our top things that we are looking forward to once the parks reopen Niels what's your number one (laughs) well I would dedicate the morning to Disneyland Park with a full focus on uh, Frontierland yes Frontierland has two main attractions and those are both in my list of favorite rides Phantom Manor and uh, Big Thunder Mountain of course so good yeah so Frontierland really is my favorite land not only because of these attractions but also for the great landscaping, the authentic props, uh, the real Wild West feel. So going back to the park after a time of self-isolation won't hold me uh, uh, to wait for, let's say, two hours for Big Thunder Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) After getting a fast pass first for a second ride, uh, for me then it's time to go over to Phantom Manor with its marvelous view over the rivers of the far west and Big Thunder. And afterwards, I, th- I stroll through uh, Thunder Mesa uh, from Boot Hill via the big shop to the Cowboy uh, Cookout Barbecue on the other side, or even to the Frontierland Station if it's back open. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can keep dreaming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'll end my Frontierland visit then with a spiced uh, chicken wing and, and nachos uh, with melted cheddar from Last Chance Cafe. So yeah, that would be uh, oh, my ideal... So start a full morning in Frontierland. I love it. I love it. So how about you? Yes. I'm like a drug addict for adrenaline. I need my roller coaster at least once every few months. I need my Big Thunder Mountain. I need my Space <laughs> Mountain. Blast me off into space. Crush this coaster to send me to the EAC and for Big Thunder Mountain to pass my kidney stones. So yes, <laughs> yeah. I want to ride every thrilling attraction Disney can throw my way. Tower of Terror, you name it. I'm just ready for it. (laughs) Those are also the first things I always run to in the morning because I'm tired. And instead of drinking coffee, I get a ride on Big Thunder Mountain and woo, you're awake after that. Yeah, and definitely Big Thunder Mountain is is a great start of a day. Totally, totally. It's so beautiful when you come up uh, on the island. 
and see, well, a lot of frontier land, and you can even spot the castle from that uh, big uh, lift hill. So uh, yeah, that's so nice. Yeah, it's an amazing start, and then well, full speed uh, ahead, and uh, especially that last dive. Oh my gosh, the speed under the uh, the rivers of the far west back to the to the station. That's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the bats are back. Yeah, so they're back. Yeah. Oh, can I they're jump all... back for one second here? <laughs> you mentioned nachos at the last chance cafe. Are those any kind of special nachos or no they're pretty basic oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not like the nachos i guess at your favorite quick service restaurant the, the fuente de oro uh, restaurant these are well pretty plain cheese nachos with melted cheddar on top of it always so good though. really like a well a simple snack but yeah i love them and, and also the spiced chicken wings that they have and oh so good give me that with a big cold coke and i'm, uh, I'm happy <laughs> <laughs> so what's your next one, Niels? Well, after my morning in uh, Frontierland, I uh, hop over to uh, Walt Disney Studios Park. Uh, and that's for a specific reason, as I really want to see Mickey and the Magician again. I think that's the best, well, Broadway-quality stage show uh, in the parks at the moment. And uh, yeah, I love it for its diversity. And Mickey quickly touches five great Disney classics, Cinderella, The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and Frozen. So yeah, it's a lot of... Disney magic totally. packed in just 28 minutes. It's like a sample musical. Uh, you get the best of each one. Yeah, it is. And the show is quite up-tempo. It's, it's really colorful. True. A bit interactive with uh, the Lion King animals entering the theater. Yes. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's great fun. I, I really love that show. It's really one of the best ones they've ever done. It's incredible. And the seats are comfortable. And after walking around all day, you're True. so happy to have a little break and just yeah. enjoy a show and sit for a moment. <laughs> to sit down yes. for half an hour. And also with the bad weather sometimes in Paris. Uh, it's Very true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good place to uh, hide for the rain. Best of all, while you're waiting to enter the theater, it's covered. So you don't get wet yeah. while waiting with another plus. So what's next on the list? Yeah, so I'm ready to get transported to another world. I have a mighty need to walk down Main Street USA and experience a place without any visual contradictions. Hmm. Feel like a cowboy in Frontierland and explore in Adventureland. And yes, I'll say it, a retro futurist in Discoveryland. <laughs> the parks are just filled to the brim with fantastical spaces and attractions. So I'm, I'm just getting really excited just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, my all-time favorite immersive space in Disneyland Paris has to be Frontierland that yeah. you mentioned earlier with its geysers the phantom manor rivers of the far west and well i guess that is until walt disney studios 2.0 makes a debut and then we'll see if somebody <laughs> claims the number one spot for most immersive space those arendelle yeah. concept it's arts are possibility yeah. 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 but still you can feel more connected to well the old west that's a personal preference of course but uh, looking forward to arendelle as well totally, <laughs> although yeah. i love frontierland yeah no there's so much nostalgia connected to frontierland and it's yeah. been the most iconic land since the parks opened besides discoveryland i guess before they <laughs> kind of um <laughs> changed, changed a lot of things that maybe shouldn't have changed but you know we're not going to talk about that today so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the only thing in frontierland that is not well really making it feel authentic in my opinion is the music because they, they play soundtracks from 
Clint Eastwood films and that kind of <laughs> <laughs> well good old uh, memories but uh, yeah uh, of course when you're <laughs> in the real far west and <laughs> there's no music playing aha so you prefer the new yeah. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge approach where it's just like sound yeah. effects and mm-hmm. yeah or it could be music but then it should be like country music that well actual people could be playing over uh, at the cowboy uh, cookout barbecue, uh, <laughs> something like that. Uh, I see what so, you're uh, saying. Yeah. But on the other hand, I love the music. <laughs> it's so motivating when you're walking down the street from Tyrland and you hear the upbeat sounds and you're like, oh, I'm having a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Mixed feelings <laughs> yeah. about yeah. the music. Then. Yeah. So what's next on your list, Niels? Well, I miss the food. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, and it's hard to, uh, to choose a favorite Table service or buffet restaurant for me uh, to sit down for a while after an intense day uh, in the parks. Yeah, and everything tastes better after a day at the parks. So yeah, for does. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to pick one, so I considered the burgers and atmosphere uh, from uh, Annette in Disney Village. Iconic. Iconic, yes. La Grange, the buffet restaurant above Billy Bobson in Disney Village. Ooh. <laughs> I really like that. They also have good nachos. <laughs> <laughs> The beautiful Arabian-style market of Agrabah Cafe, which is a bit alternative spiced buffet offerings. Uh, I also like the grilled Wild West menu from Silver Spur is also really good. Very true. I also love the diverse Plaza Gardens uh, buffet. So, well, a lot of uh, options there. But I think I go with Captain Jack's. Uh, I love uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And, uh, yeah. That is the most immersive restaurant for yeah, me personally. I think so, too. Yeah. And the food is Caribbean food. Flavored, very unique. The flavored chicken and fish is pretty well, well done, I think. Yeah, and uh, the many delicious mango, pineapple, and other exotic fruit flavored uh, desserts. I, yeah, I really love those. Totally. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, and indeed, and, and the great food goes perfectly along with the beautiful scenery of well, the nighttime lagoon and yeah, with the cozy lanterns. The, the shipwreck in the back and well the continuous flow of boats eh, coming by with people who just started their pirates of the caribbean adventure so yeah that really is one of my favorite restaurants and also one of my favorite attractions so yeah this restaurant has it all for me and after dinner of course one more ride (laughs) 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 to the caribbean please yeah yeah when in rome (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is definitely one of the most iconic disney restaurants i mean you are in the attraction, you can't get closer to the magic. I mean, besides basically Mickey coming to your table, this is something that is so uniquely yeah. Disney. And the only other restaurant uh, that has a bit of the same feeling is the um, uh, Bistro Cherimi in uh, Walt Disney Studios Park. True. Because you well can see in the back uh, of the restaurant uh, the the people getting out of their yeah. <laughs> red uh, mobiles, but. I wish they would have picked a different moment, honestly, yeah. because when folks are leaving the tractor, of course they're happy and excited, but it's not yeah, as magical it's not as... the best view. Yeah, yeah, it's not the best view. I wish they would have found a way to like start at the beginning when there's that huge para scene when you're entering the vehicle and you see folks actually mm-hmm. just starting their adventure. I think that's a better moment uh, in terms of like people watching <laughs> yeah and, and and also the the, the final scene of the ride uh, which shows uh, Emil and Remy and all their other uh, red uh, red friends yeah uh, saying thank you and goodbye and uh, they're they're eating um so yeah it, it, it might be a possibility to have some kind of window in the back where you see 
actual people also eating. Yeah. <laughs> so the rats eating in front of the people. Expand the space. Yeah, something yeah. like that to create some extra depth and, 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 and also, well, create indeed a nicer view <laughs> from the restaurant. But the restaurant itself is also really nice with the, uh, those big uh, attributes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Quick yeah. side note here. This is just reminding me that there's this one interview with Joe Rody in the Imagineering story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they ask him, are there any projects you've worked on that you were not excited about? And <laughs> he just like very politically correctly answers like, yes, there have been projects that I wasn't <laughs> very excited about. And then he proceeds to talk about without ever directly mentioning that this was the project that he was not excited about. Pandora, the world of Avatar, in his um, beautiful yeah. Animal Kingdom park, which I can just imagine how when they first came to him with that, he was like, oh my god, are you serious? But then after yeah. taking a closer look at the story and understanding that the concept fits really well into Animal Kingdom, or that at least he can yeah. um, work it so to make it fit really well into Animal Kingdom, so I thought yeah. that was very amusing. Yeah, and they did a great job, and, and that's really, well... <laughs> Uh, all honor goes to uh, to Jerome. Yeah, so, it's just uh, yeah, the, those yeah. designer struggles where you're like, okay, so this is definitely commercially yeah. very lucrative. So this has to happen. But at the same yeah. time, a beautiful part. <laughs> How are we going to make this work? <laughs> yeah, it's again the well, adding the IPs uh, to, uh, to to well a park where the IPs are less uh, represented. Yes, that's and, very uh, true. Yeah, that, that that feels a bit contradictionary, but in in this case, it really worked yeah. out. Yeah, they yeah, did a fantastic really, job. Really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think uh, Pandora is one of the most immersive lands that I have ever visited. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's gorgeous. Bring it to Paris. Please. <laughs> We've got some room in Adventureland. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, behind Indiana Jones. You guys can make it fit. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. Whatever. So, I'm ready to find some more hidden Mickeys. Hidden Mickeys for me are like catching Pokemon for others. You know. <laughs> Gotta catch them all, find them all, whatever. <laughs> the parks have more hidden Mickeys than the Disneyland Paris app has bugs. There are so <laughs> many great ones, but one of my favorite is the one you can find at the Fuente del Oro restaurant in Frontierland. We've mentioned this before. Yeah. Now, you don't even have to enter the restaurant to catch it on the outer entry arch. You might notice the deliberately rusty steel artwork. And if you look on the very left bottom hand there are three circular elements with like cut out dots on them yeah that form kind of the swiss cheese hidden mickey so niels and i have recorded a whole episode just chatting all about the hidden mickeys to look out for at disneyland paris so check that out if you want to learn about cool yeah. hidden mickeys you can find it's yeah, a lot of fun it, it, to do while yeah it's a lot of fun and you can spend like a whole day without going in any ride or going to any show <laughs> just look for hidden mickeys and, totally uh, yeah uh, get some snacks uh, in between and uh, have a great day <laughs> and, and this there might even be a mickey in your snack you know yeah <laughs> exactly the good thing about well looking for hidden mickeys is that uh, yeah you can always do that um, you don't have to wait in line so even on the most busy days uh, it's something you can do totally totally did you see in japan they have the super cute soap dispenser that yeah, when you use it you that. get a mickey mouse soap shape and i'm like <laughs> ah, i need that and i need that in paris instantly and in all the restrooms please right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be cool oh, this is the cutest thing ever now, Neil, since we mentioned all the things we're looking forward to, how about some things that, you know, we could maybe do without at the parks? What's your, like, biggest Disneyland Paris pet peeve? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not looking forward to uh, 
well, people pushing their kids uh, in front of you uh, or next to you last minute before a parade or well, a nighttime show starts while you were waiting for an yeah. hour <laughs> to have that perfect spot. So uh, if you come late, then stay behind. <laughs> <laughs> so I could go on with this for hours, but I'm going to keep it as short as I can. Yeah. People one. smoking <laughs> in non-smoking areas of Disneyland Paris. Seriously. Yeah, really annoying. Yeah. Nothing bugs me more than breathing in somebody's nasty secondhand smoke. I want to qualify that. I have nothing against responsible smokers per se. My grandmother is one and she's always very courteous towards others with her fumes. However, Disneyland Paris must have like the highest number of antisocial smokers of any Disney park I've ever been to. On an average day, folks will be smoking walking around the lands, uh, near the entrances to the rides. It's like such a pain, you guys, and there's no avoiding it. And now, again, there are many responsible folks who use the dedicated smoking areas that are, mm. you know, distributed yeah. throughout the parks. But boy, there are some bozos, yeah. let me tell you. Yeah, and I have the idea that a lot of cast members, well, they don't mind or they are a bit afraid of well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> approaching these people and uh, tell them uh, yeah, where to go or that they're not allowed to, uh, to smoke. I don't know if it's just like a losing battle. Like, does it just happen so often that they don't even yeah. bother anymore? Like, I feel like it's come to that point, honestly. And yeah, and I, I understand that cast members don't want to play policemen. Yeah, of course. <laughs> in the parks, but uh, yeah, some someone has to well be <laughs> yeah <laughs> a bit more strict and, uh, and and tell them where to go. Otherwise, uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe they can ask Shanghai Disneyland how they got people to stop just peeing everywhere because i remember when the park opened that was like oh, a huge right. issue of folks not using the restrooms and they mm -hmm. got that under control pretty well so you know maybe get in touch <laughs> maybe something fun. Yeah. yeah i think they just put uh, cameras everywhere yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> then if you see the camera then you <laughs> ask was like security yeah, yeah. <laughs> you won't be there oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> Niels, thank you so, so much for coming back on the show. This is so much fun as always. You guys, be sure to follow Niels on Instagram where he's still posting the most amazing park pictures. So even while we can't visit, this is a great place to experience some Disney magic on Twitter. And of course, check out his amazing website, CapturingDisneyParks.com. Niels, thanks again so much for coming back. Thanks for having me again, uh, Eric, and uh, stay safe. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever the platform of your choices and we would very much appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review on your favorite platform it helps new folks discover the podcast and join in on the fun thank you so much you guys if you want even more disneyland paris in your life follow air magique on instagram twitter and facebook all under at air magique thanks for joining me today for air magique this is eric have a great day <laughs> bye bye This episode is not sponsored. Any promotional or advertised content will be clearly identified. Air Magique is an unofficial podcast made with love and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or any of its subsidiaries.